0: You're listening to Surrounded by History, a podcast of the Blue Earth County Historical Society, produced by Radio Mankato with your host, Historical Society Executive Director Jessica Potter. And now, Surrounded by History.
1: Hello and welcome to Surrounded by History. I'm your host, Jessica Potter with the Blue Earth County Historical Society. Joining me today is Radio Mankato's Jeff Lang. Every week, this program explores the history all around us, the history in plain sight. For the next few segments of Surrounded by History, we will dig into the history, the stories behind some of our prominent buildings. Over the years, the Historical Society has collaborated with the city of Mankato to create a heritage plaque program that places green cast iron historic plaques around the community, highlighting our local historic places. There are currently 18 heritage plaques installed around Mankato at historic buildings and homes in some of our city parks. Today, we will explore the history of one of these prominent buildings. We hope you will enjoy being surrounded by the history of the historic R.D. Hubbard House. So, Jeff, to get us started, I must ask, have you ever visited the historic R.D. Hubbard House?
0: I've been by it. I've never been inside it. (gasps) And I really wanted to go inside it for a long time. I think it would be so cool to see it.
1: I know, I know somebody that could let you in. <laughs> do you? I do. Oh, field trip. Yeah, field trip. Can
0: the next podcast be us just walking around and while talking? <sighs>
1: that would be fun. <laughs> that would be fun. Okay. Well, do you know what? What's the big deal about
0: the Hubbard House? Well, isn't he? No, boy, now put me on the spot. Isn't he the one that had the mill downtown? Right. Okay. Right. I mean, they're like, they're like. Actually, I actually, you've told us a little bit about this before. Aren't I they like, filthy rich? <laughs> and they're like, when their daughter got married, it was like paparazzi style. Uh huh. I right. did. Nice. I retain info.
1: Nice. I love it. So, yeah, we're going to dig in a little bit more about the Hubbard house and about the mill and the family and all of that kind of good stuff. So, let's get started. R.D. stands for Rensselaer Dean Hubbard, um, and he was born in New York in 1837. Um, he is a rags-to-riches kind of guy. He, at the age of 15, left home to start earning his own way. Um, he was a myriad of different jobs. He was a surveyor for the, for the railroad, um, a farmer, a storekeeper, a manager, a banker, and he was working all the way across the United States from New York to California. Um, The Civil War started up, and unfortunately, he had pneumonia, which prevented him from joining the Union Army during the Civil War. So um, he continued to do uh, what he could to make a living. And in the fall of 1866, he moved to Pennsylvania, and he worked in the grocery business. Now, I added this little tidbit um, because it shows you how much he had a mind for business and how he could turn little into a lot. So in that business in Pennsylvania, the grocery business, he started with an investment of less than $2,000. In four years' time, that was a $30,000 company. Dang. Dang. So he definitely had a mind for business.
0: And he started at 66. He was born in 37, 29. Mm -hmm. Just making sure. I just want to see where I compare to this in my life. So, okay.
1: (laughs) Are you doing well? Uh, Yeah. Um, In 1870, Hubbard returned to California, this time with his wife, Mary Esther, with intentions to start a bank. But finding the conditions not being favorable, they boarded a train heading east. In, at Davenport, Iowa, they took a boat up the Mississippi to Winona, Minnesota. And in that year, just happened to be, the new rail line between Winona and Mankato had just begun operations. So they traveled to Mankato and they liked what they saw. So they, they stayed in town for a little while, touring the area, and then they decided to relocate here permanently. Oh. So once he was in Mankato, Hubbard built a warehouse and engaged in the wheat buying business. Um, and in March of 1872, he and two others organized the Mankato Linseed Oil Company. Now, linseed oil does not have to do with wheat. It has to do with flax. So he was obviously involved in many different trades mm-hmm. associated with agriculture. Um, he managed this company for 11 years. In 1878, he shifted from linseed oil to, back to wheat, and he opened the Mankato Milling Company, which later became known as Hubbard Milling Company. The mill still stands today at 424 Riverfront Drive and at one time produced Mother Hubbard and R.D. flour, which was shipped across the United States. Um, but we'll talk more about the mill in a little bit. So let's get back to Hubbard. So he was married twice. Uh, his first marriage was to Mary Esther, who we've learned about. They were out in California and came to Mankato together. They had one son. His name was Jay, and he was born in 1871. So this is all of that time, right? pretty much right when they arrived in Mankato. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary Esther died a uh, short time. Time later in 1877, and R.D. remarried um, to a woman named Frances Griffith. Um, her friends called her Frank, so it's kind of odd to think of this time period a woman being called Frank. But mm-hmm. she went by that. She had two. They had two children, two girls, Catherine and Mary Esther.
0: That's awkward a little uh, yeah,
1: bit. <laughs> it was. So, Can we name our daughter after my first wife, please? Yes. And so here's the story behind that. So Mary Esther, who went by Esther, um, she would joke along with her mother, like, why did you name me after her, her your husband's first wife? So, well, she was my my Sunday school teacher and she was so kind. So I'm just paying respect to her.
0: So she was that she was a little bit younger then. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. uh, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> I get what's happening here? Yeah, All right. yeah.
1: So anyway, and, and they have a interesting in the family tree of the Hubbards. They tend to reuse names a lot, so it's really complicated to keep track of which generation you're talking about. Um, but back to RD. During the later years of his life, he frequented um, health resorts and traveled often to warmer and drier drier climates like California. And the reason why was because of his health. Um, But he really kept it kind of quiet. But after his death, it was reported that he had not been feeling well for some time. Um, But there was no specific reason to think that he was, was ill and close to death. However... On August 28th, 1905, he was traveling by train to Chicago for business, um, and this was something he did quite often. He was very involved in a lot of different businesses down in Chicago, um, and he died the next day. Suddenly, unexpectedly, he was 68 years old when he passed away. Later, they discovered it was a heart disease is what caused his death. Um, and he is buried at the Hubbard family plot in Glenwood Cemetery. And if you're at all familiar with Glenwood Cemetery, the minute you drive Big in, ran
0: in ran, yep.
1: right there, you can even see it just by driving by the cemetery. So he had a very prominent location in the cemetery. So a little bit more about the family and the house. We kind of did a little family tree here, but go back to the house. Um, the house was built originally in 1871. So that goes back to all of that stuff. Jay was born in 1871. The Lindsay Dole Company was 18, 1872. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it didn't take him long to really start moving and shaking. Putting and, and roots like, down. Yeah, exactly. So the house is located at 606 South Broad Street, right here in Mankato. And that area, um, from his house down into the Lincoln Park neighborhood, was known as the Silk Stocking District. And Silk Stocking represents the high society silk stockings that the ladies would have worn, rather than the lower class cotton or wool stockings. Okay. Okay. That's why it was called the Silk Stocking District. Still quite
0: the random name.
1: (laughs) Uh, It is. Or whatever. It is, but it's showing you the, the upper class mm-hmm. and the captains of industry. So as the house was being constructed, um, of course, it was all over the newspaper, details by about how this house was being built. Um, and it was described as one of the finest homes in Mankato. Uh, the house was incredible. It contained some of the most modern conveniences of the time. So think about 1871. They actually do a remodel in 1888. So in this time period... This house is the first to have a telephone in Mankato that connects the house to the mill. It has incomplete indoor plumbing and has electricity. All of these things are brand spanking new, and Hubbard was the first one in town to have most of these things in his house. Um, Again, the house is representing a fraction. French Second Empire style. Uh, It was originally built in 1871. Um, It was expanded and remodeled in 1888. At that time, they really stretched out the the floor plan of the house, but they also added three marble fireplaces, bay window, the office that Hubbard could work from home or from the mill. He could do some distance learning (laughs) Um, and servants quarters, because yes, they did have servants that lived on site. Um, The woodwork was all uh, updated at that time, and this is also the point in time when the brick house was painted. So a lot of people ask, like, why we've picked the colors we have for the house, and it goes back to the the 1888. We know that that's the point when the house was painted. The carriage house that sits on the property was added in 1890, and the house was completely redecorated in 1905 by the prominent design firm Bradstreet and Bradstreet brad street of minneapolis now at first i thought well why is that a big deal but if you read anything about them you will find out that they were the who's who's if interior designers at the turn Mm. of the century big deal so um in 1905 when they were redecorating they added silk wall coverings they uh, did some stenciling and painting on the ceilings uh, added tiffany lamps and art glass windows Um, The remodeling, again, this is happening in 1905, the remodeling uh, was complete just in time. For RD's funeral that September
0: that's what I was gonna ask when did time of that take place okay
1: yep so the last thing to get done was hanging of the curtains right before his uh, funeral um, so what but that makes a good point here is that the Hubbards were very uh, they were philanthropic but they were also very involved in the community and they hosted lots of community events and parties at their home um, card parties fundraisers whatever whatever they could think of um, and there's always there's a ton of documentation in the local newspapers about their little get-togethers that they had. But one of the most glorious events that happened at the Hubbard House was what we talked about earlier, the wedding of daughter Catherine in 1910. So this this is five years after R.D. passed away, so he is not going to be part of walking his daughter down the aisle. But The wedding uh, took place at St. John's Episcopal Church, which is right across the street from the Hubbard House. Um, there's so much written about this in the newspaper. Uh, they, I was rereading it myself, and uh, it's remarkable the amount of uh, ink that they got covering this news Just story. Just a wedding. Just a wedding. But it, I mean, I, and you read it, and you can picture it. You can picture her dress and the flowers and everything. And in fact, I wanted to bring you a few things, a few quotes from the man. Mankato Review, about describing the wedding. Um, It was one of the most prettily, I didn't (laughs) know that was a word, prettily appointed and elaborate weddings that had ever taken place in Mankato. Outside the church, a canopy extended from the main entrance to the street, and it was under this that the guests and bridal party entered the church. A similar canopy was also extended from the main entrance of the bride's home to the street. The reception following the ceremony was also a very prettily detailed affair. The beautiful home was handsomely decorated with cut flowers. Gifts the couple received, Mrs. Hubbard gave them a chest of silver. The groom's father gave them a house in St. Cloud. Mm. And the groom's brother gave them a baby grand piano.
0: Wow. So both sides of the family had a lot of money, the way it sounds, Exactly,
1: anyway. exactly. So a little bit more about the couple. The bride, again, this is a quote out of the newspaper. The bride is one of Mankato's most beautiful, charming, and accomplished young ladies, enjoys a wide popularity in our social circles, and has always been prominent in church work. The groom is a successful young businessman of St. Cloud, being manager of his father's flour mill oh. at the same place. So the two actually met in college. Um, if you can underst- get, wrap your brain around uh, even Catherine being allowed to go to college in the, at the turn of the century uh, with women and their roles in the society at the time. Um, but, yes, yeah, so she, she marries another flower man, uh, which I think <laughs> is, is quite interesting. That they she- say you marry your father. <laughs> there you go. Um, so the other thing that's really interesting about this is the newspaper reports just a, a few days after the wedding tell of damage that has been done to the church by the public that were trying to catch a peek of the wedding. So two police officers were on hand to preserve order during the ceremony and the reception, but there had been damage done to the church while people were trying to sneak a peek in the windows to see the ceremony. Yeah. I mean, so they think this just kind of gives you that, that idea of how, uh, What what kind of social status Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. um, family definitely was sitting at? Unfortunately, we did talk about this before, unfortunately, short, eight short years after her wedding, our beloved Catherine uh, tragically died at the young age of 33 in December of 1918. And what was going on in December 1918?
0: That was the influenza pandemic.
1: Exactly. She was a victim of the influenza pandemic. So the Hubbard family continued to own the home um, until their the youngest daughter, Mary Esther, Uh, Sold it to the Blue Earth County Historical Society in 1938. The city of Mankato at that time assumed the deed under an agreement that the Historical Society would maintain it as a historic house museum. The house was added to the National Register of Historic Places in 1975 and named a Mankato Heritage Preservation local landmark in 2012. Today, the house continues to serve as a historic house museum dedicated to the history of the Hubbard family, the mill, and a representation of Mankato's high society at the turn of the 20th century. This is also one of the places that you will spot one of Mankato's heritage plaques. So I'm going to divert just a smidge, I want to talk a little bit about Hubbard Mill and why that's where he got all of his money. Right. So um to dig into that a little bit more, we go back. The Mankato Mill Company, Mankato Milling Company, was founded in 1878 by R. D. Hubbard, George Palmer, and William Pearson. The original steam-powered mill used grinding stones to process the wheat into flour. But one year later, they completely Dismantled the whole mill, and the grinding stones were replaced with new steel rollers to increase production per day. In fact, I have a fun little thing to tell you: those steel rollers are still being used.
0: You know what? I got a tour of the mill. I kind of think I got to see them, or at mm-hmm. least know where they're located. At. Yep.
1: Yeah. It's so
0: the whole place is so cool. Walking it is. around it.
1: It is, and it's not something you can do every single day. It's you have to know a guy. <laughs> um, at this time, uh, the this is interesting. The mill supported the city by pumping water into the city's water mains used for firefighting and street cleaning. Uh, the mill steam whistle was used to alert mill workers to serve as the citywide fire alarm system and the curfew whistle. And eventually, the Mankato Mill Company changed its name to R.D. Hubbard and Company and then eventually changed to the Hubbard Milling Company. So as I mentioned before, um, Hubbard passed away in 1905 while he was on business. Uh, Jay was his only son and eldest child. He became president of the company. He assumed his father's role. Um, but then shortly within about a year's time, George Palmer, his longtime business partner, um, bought out uh, Jay's interests and took over as president of the company. That This is the time where they they had a new brand of flour called RD and it's spelled A-R-D-E-E. So it's like his initials, the letter R and the letter D, um, but that was the brand of flower in honor of him.
0: I'm just going to riff on this. Then did they start doing a uh, making hamburgers and they put an H in the beginning and become hearty. So no, we'll have to go. How great, what that would have been. That would have been. Oh. That,
1: that would have been. I do have a fun little story about that, but without, they'll digress. Um, so Jay stayed on with the company until 1916. Um, and at that time, he resigned. And this is when the family lost their connection to the mill. Um, is that's the last family member to work for the company or be associated with the company was in 1916. Um, so lots of things kept changing. The company kept growing and getting bigger and bigger. The 1920s and 30s, they weren't just making bread flour. They were, had 11 different household food products. And they also began to manufacture a new high-class animal feed called Hubbard's Sunshine All-Purpose Concentrates. It had a revolutionary combination of of all of the essential vitamins, minerals, and proteins needed for healthy livestock, which I can't imagine. At this time, it must have just been a really crazy concept um, to be having all of that great stuff for animals um 1951 the mill was electrified which means it was no longer steam power steam power is how it started in 1878 Crazy. and it ran that way until 1951 so at this point there is no need for a steam whistle so that was also retired and it was donated to the historical society and you will see it on display at the hubbard house Over the years, the products, owners, and company name have changed, but one thing remains, flour continuously has been manufactured from the Hubbard Mill on Riverfront Drive in Mankato. Um, In 2013, ConAgra Foods, Cargill, and CHS merged their flour milling operations into one new firm dubbed Ardent Mills. It became the largest U.S. flour producer by far, including five mills in Minnesota, um, one of which, of course, is the one right here in Mankato. Um, So Ardent Mills is the mill that we know of, and, of course, it is also the location of the silos, the silo art, where we have the large public art installation by our Australian artist, Guido Van Helton. So lots of fun things that tie right back to the mill, that tie directly to the Hubbard House, that we get a little bit more about um, the Hubbard family and Hubbard, our ardent mills which we've talked about before, some of the cool things about it. They ha- they still have some of the same, Flower contracts today that they had 100 years ago.
0: And how often does that happen? That's incredible.
1: Isn't that incredible? So cool. So, we hope you enjoyed today's program as we explored the history of the historic R.D. Hubbard House. The home, the family, the mill, all woven in the rich history of Mankato. All of the information we shared today comes from the archives of the Blue Earth County Historical Society. The historic R.D. Hubbard House is open for public tours as a historic house museum seasonally May through September and special holiday tours in December until next time we hope you see the history that surrounds you
0: You've been listening to Surrounded by History, a podcast from the Blue Earth County Historical Society, produced by Radio Mankato. For more information on this and other topics, visit BlueEarthCountyHistory.com or stop by the Blue Earth County History Center at 424 Warren Street in Mankato. Thanks for listening to Surrounded by History.